0: All right, we are live. Welcome to another episode of Spilling Ink. We are the talk show that takes you behind the book to meet the authors and professionals in the publishing industry. And boy, do we have a great topic to talk about today. But before we get into that, let's introduce our wonderful panel. Jay, welcome back. How are you feeling?
1: I'm feeling all right. I am working on a quilting project today. So um, I'm I'm glad to be down here Taking a break from that because I tell you, it's a lot of work. It, I, I've <laughs> never made a blanket before, but I'll tell you what, it really is a lot of work. But it, it's also really satisfying too, seeing everything come together in a really cool way. And I just want to say that each of my little screens, my four little screens, is the size of my laptop screen. Now Gosh. with this ridiculously huge monitor I've got going on. It's hard. I can't look at all of you at one time. I have to look at just one of you. Okay. Yeah. Yeah, that's about it. Where did Joe go?
0: Joe's Joe's hiding from us. There's
1: Joe. Oh Joe just wanted to be on the other side of the screen. I was
2: playing I was playing with the buttons down below and I saw the chat and I pressed the chat and I didn't realize it takes you to a whole other like website. So I was like I was like what the hell where did I go? (laughs)
0: no pressing buttons joe
2: i'm I'm not going to touch anything anymore i'm just going to be here unless i have to duck out but yeah
1: otherwise well as we all know that is papa joe up in there there in the upper right hand corner how are you doing everybody yeah pretty good um
2: things are just crazy in my life right now in my world so yeah but things you know it's good crazy so i'm happy so I think
0: that's the theme of 2021 is crazy because it has been like just a whirlwind. I can't believe we're almost at the the, middle of February already. What happened to January?
1: (laughs) (laughs) Oh, hi, Anita. Hi, Rebecca. Um, And then uh, Katie, because this is a super serious episode, do you want to super seriously introduce our guest today?
0: I I will super seriously do this because it is a very serious episode and you make sure that you are paying attention. (laughs) (laughs) so we have colleen cross and she is one of the duo that is heading up this whole audible gate issue through the the fair i always mess up the name of this group (laughs) the fair deal for rights holders and narrators group about the audible Gate issue so welcome colleen i'm so glad to have you here today
3: Thank you so much. I'm, I'm really glad to be here. I'm, I'm uh, looking forward to um, discussing all the nuts and bolts of this Audible gate thing. So thanks for having me.
0: Yeah, and, and I'm so thankful you were able to come on. We, we kind of ambushed you guys uh, last minute and said, hey, do you want to come on this week? And so it's kind of been a back and forth. But I'm so glad we were able to get you on. And we will get Susan on too, because she is the other one. Um, that That's how this started. You know, it started with one author saying, "Wait a second, this isn't right," and just letting everyone else know. And the the more we find out about it, I mean, just the worse the problem gets, and the more we hope we can fix it.
1: And, well, and I'm looking against- forward. To, I'm looking forward to the show because apparently it has something to do with audiobooks, and I just learned about what those are twenty three minutes ago. So this is <laughs> this is gonna be good. But we before we do all that, you should probably give a shout out to our sponsor, Katie.
0: Yeah, our sponsor might get mad at us if we if yeah, we forget about yeah, him. who's who he again? Who who's he again?
2: Hello everybody. I am Joe Compton and welcome to our channel Go Indie Now. This is the place that celebrates indie artists and indie art. And we do so by producing several shows that either air on daily, weekly, monthly, or seasonal scheduling. And within those shows, we aim to educate and entertain you. If you're if you're an indie artist who's trying to figure out how to do this, this is the place you need to be. If you're an indie artist who's looking to promote and doesn't have any avenues and, and is tired of the grind, this is the place to be. Because remember, it's always time to go indie now.
1: That's such a catchy... That's such a catchy little phrase there. It's always time to go Indy, <laughs> now. It really is. I love amazing. it when
2: K- I love it when Katie says it. I, I do too. She That's says my, it perfectly. She
1: oh, does, I and she's God. got a nice pause in there and everything.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: It, it, you know, it kind of reminds me. And I know that at least Katie and Joe have seen Brooklyn Nine Nine. It reminds me of the episode where Boyle and Captain Holt are going. You have as well, Colleen.
3: Yes. Yeah. Good show.
1: Oh, oh, okay. Good deal. Good deal. Yes, it's definitely my fave. Um, so Boyle and Captain Holt have gone to track down the commissioner to try to get you know, get him to, to let their precinct off the hook for something or other, and, and Boyle is trying to teach him how to pause, and he's like, pump, pump, with the eyebrows, commissioner, pump, pump, how's your wife, pump. and that's what it reminds me of, what, it's always time to pump, pump. Go, Indy, Now, pump. yes, <laughs> and 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 if I
2: may say so, that 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 guy that does the, that ad, he's he's a wee bit sexy,
1: yeah, a, a little bit, just a little bit. <laughs> well, oh, all oh right. Goodness. Before
0: we get off the rails, before we even get on track today, <laughs> <that's what it laughs> this time I'm it's really get that that person. All right. So for those of you who did not watch last night's Indie News show over on Go Indie Now, that is the first Friday of every month. So mark your calendars. Make sure you're checking out the Go Indie Now YouTube page. We talked about a bunch of different issues that are important to Indies, but one of the most important was Audible Gate. And for those of you not caught up, I'm going to give you a quick, well, sort of quick. It's really long. uh, Recap of what has been going on so far. So, Audible Gate erupted back in October of 2020. Uh, Authors discovered that Audible had been deducting the returns from the author's sales to the tune of about 50% of their earnings. Now, this is because of the Audible Great Listener Guarantee, which allows a subscriber to return or exchange an audiobook within 365 days of purchase. That seems like it's too long. That is ridiculous. That, that is an absolutely ludicrous amount of time. So once that book is returned, what uh, Audible, ACX, it's all an Amazon oh, company. What they do is they pull that royalty back from the rights holder and they pocket it. They don't lose anything. The member gets a credit. The members already paid their fees. So Audible loses absolutely nothing. But the rights holder loses their earnings on that sale. So the accounting of the returns has also been a big issue, too. And the reason for that is when you look at your sales dashboard, you just see net sales. You don't see returns versus sales. So when you, keep, when you find that you've got a, a negative number sitting there, you don't know how many books brought it to that negative number. You don't know if that's one. That could be multiple books. Is it eating your sales? We have no way to find out because there's no transparency at all to tell us this. So that's what started the issue. It it was uh, a whistleblower, an author spoke up, and they started the fair deal for rights holders and narrators group to help bring other people into the information and get us talking in one voice. Susan May was the one who broke that, and she created the group. By about November, Audiblegate, the hashtag, started trending on social media, and we started to get help from the authors guilds. Now, that's multiple guilds. Um, there was the Authors Guild in the U.S. There was the U.K. Society of Authors, the Alliance of Independent Authors. A lot of them were stepping up to uh, fight the good fight with us about this because this is not the way that authors and rights holders should be treated. So they went and they they went in. They had some meetings about this, and Audible promised us that they were going to start, you know, notifying us of changes they're making. What changes did they make? In I believe it was November. We were told that in December, we'd get 5% extra on our sales. And then as of January 1st, 2021, they would stop pulling back the royalties if it was returned uh, within, what was it seven days? Um, more than seven days, excuse me, more than seven days. So anything within seven days, they still pull your royalty back. Anything over seven days, they won't pull your royalty back. But they failed to clarify one very key point here. This is going effective January 1st. 2021. So December 31st, somebody buys an audiobook, they have 365 days to return it, and you're still going to lose that royalty. So we're not going to see any real fixes in this royalty issue until the end of this year, when those stop filtering through, they stop grandfathering those in. And again, without any transparency on the sales dashboard, we don't know how many we're losing when those sales happened. and, And we can't really accurately tell if they're being truthful and let's face it they haven't been truthful so far so after multiple meetings between the fair group for rights um, group the authors guilds and audible they came back and they said okay here's here's the new deal in march you're going to start seeing some data they didn't clarify what the data is yet just some data and of course we're not in march yet so we don't know we'll have to wait and see on that they did say as of january 20 or as of january 1st 2021 um, they are doing the seven day rule so again not really changing much but they did offer a an appeasement that i don't think we were really asking for initially and that is that you can now break ties with them you're no longer locked into that seven-year contract you can also break from being exclusive and go wide with your books that is something that is important to us it's not going to fix the problem, but it is something that that does provide us a, a benefit to the authors. So it was there is a big is deal for big, me. Recap.
2: It was a big deal for me, actually, because uh, I just signed to get my. Uh, well, I shouldn't I shouldn't say anything because we haven't announced anything. So never mind. But it was a big deal to me. But <laughs> it's,
0: a, it's I, a big deal for me because now I can go back. I have nine books in, in Audible and because I'm, I'm a poor author, I did royalty share for most of them. So I'm locked into that seven-year contract, and one of them I just published. I had just published with ACX right before this. I break. remember that. <laughs> oh my God, Katie. Katie so, can
1: I can I ask you real quick? You said that we now have the option of of going wide with them, um, but as if I remember correctly, the that was a lesser payout.
0: Yes. Oh yes.
1: Exclusive. So, are, do you get the lesser payout then?
0: yeah you would get the lesser payout but okay. the, the real benefit is that you can break from audible yeah. you can have take a and put it with a different service which may or may not have better rates but you're no longer locked into audible you no longer have your hands tied
2: i have ahead, a question yeah. that will bring colleen into the conversation I, I know that they sat down with acx and um, um i don't know who else was involved uh, in the conversation but was that meeting before or after Jeff Bezos has stepped down?
3: So, so interesting. Um, it was before. Um, I don't think we were the direct cause of him stepping down, just to be clear. No, 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 <laughs> no,
2: no. Absolutely not. Uh, yeah, but it, but, it, but it, there's a reason why I asked that question, because, you know, I'm curious if, if the new management has talked to you about this yet and, and what their thoughts were, because I know Bezos had some really strong opinions about it.
3: Oh, well, actually, um, the meeting never happened because they canceled um, about, I guess, about an hour or two before we were to meet. So the meeting never happened. But that was, you know, as a result of that scheduled meeting that never happened is when, um, you know, the breaking of the seven year term happened and and the ability to go um, wide 90 days instead of a year and a few other things. So, um It's almost like, you know, personally, what I think is I think that, you know, with all the antitrust things going on with Amazon right now, the seven year thing would never fly. That's an antitrust thing. It's anti-competitive. I'm not a lawyer, by the way, but, you know, just just common sense tells me that um, if it's seven years that they can actually prevent all our audiobooks from being, you know, on um, Kobo or Google Play or wherever. Well, you know, that wasn't going to fly for them anyway. So they they. You know, gave us something, but they were going to have to do that anyway.
1: Can, yeah, can did uh,
0: Ross say something about that in her statement she made?
2: Um, I think did she did. <laughs>
0: I have it in my notes somewhere. Yeah, that, that really, um, the the terms were very unique to ACX and Audible, and made them vulnerable to legal challenges. So they were covering their ass basically by doing that.
3: Exactly. Exactly. And you know, you know, Audible has um, the most unique arrangement i mean they've got the seven-year term but they also have like you mentioned katie about the 365 uh, today easy easy exchange policy well i mean they're really trying to make themselves out like a library but libraries actually pay us rights holders you know when somebody goes and checks out a book from the library we get paid mm-hmm. and you know so for audible to you know compete against the libraries while not paying us Um, You know that's something that every author should be thinking about right now because this is just starting and the more people that get habituated to going to ACX because the books are essentially free um, It hurts us. It hurts the libraries. It hurts the other stores And for the ecosystem to work to be fair for everybody. It has to be an ecosystem not just ACX and individual authors
2: Yeah, and yes, Mike Feria. Jeff Bezos has officially stepped down from his role as CEO. He own he still owns stock and the company, but he is a, his a title has been given out to somebody else.
0: Oh, we, we I didn't, didn't get know that, that either. Topic on the news network last night. Hmm.
2: That yeah, was- that was my fault. Everybody, blame me. I'm sorry about that. Hmm. We were gonna oh, talk about it and uh, I, I went off on a rant that lasted about 10 minutes and it's all my fault. So I apologize.
0: We also missed out on uh, the, the class action. Why are you bringing up stuff done. that nobody knows they missed out
1: on? What are you doing that? Why? Why, why do that? Because well, I
0: wrote it all down, damn it. And I didn't get to settle. <laughs> well,
1: I, I was just confused because I rely on that one show to get all my news for the month. So I'm like, what's happening if it's not on that show? <laughs>
2: just kick me when i'm down that's fine all right yes i it's all my fault um I, and i'll take all the brunt of the blame so yes you guys can throw your hate towards me all the news stories did not get reported because i had to talk 10 minutes about the independent spirit award sorry
1: what what is the independent spirit
2: award
1: i'm getting no, spirit no,
0: no, no. I'm Stop. don't do it back on track back on track so uh, Back to the concessions that that Audible made, and and I think it was uh, Susan who who wrote a really really good third blog about this, and and she outlined what they said versus the truth, like the actual truth. And some of them were hilarious, like Audible claiming that uh, their returns uh, their return terms were within industry standards, and then she went on to outline the industry standards. So great listener guarantee is is what Audible offers, right? 365 days to return, no questions asked. That's within industry standards. Yet, Amazon, again, Audible, ACX, it's all Amazon. Amazon Prime has a 48 hour 0% watched return policy. Amazon Digital returns for educational resources is returnable within seven days of purchase if it has not been downloaded. Games, software downloads, purchases from the Amazon App Store, Amazon Digital Music Store, or Amazon Video are not returnable after purchase unless it is with within 48 hours and the customer has not attempted to watch or download it this is amazon this is the, their own company there's and also then- there's
2: there's also a policy with the music part in amazon if if the music um if if there's a broken link or something to that fact you can um and they can't fix it they'll offer you a credit or they'll Um, give you your money back for that. And that's at any time. So if the link ever gets broken on their website or anything like that, if you bought it like four years ago, because I had that happen to me, I had a, I downloaded an album from there and um, the links got broken because the person either re-uploaded a new version of the song or something and they changed the link. And so Amazon fixed that for me. So that's something that they offer. I know we're not trying to be nice about Amazon, but I just want to see.
0: No, we're, we're, we're talking about the hypocrisy of Amazon with all of their policies for returns of other stuff. And yet audiobooks, oh, no, 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 go ahead. You just return that. And what it leads to is, let's say you've got an author who has a six-book series. And all six books are in audio. The uh, customer uses their member credit that they get for paying their monthly membership fee. So it's what they would have paid anyways. They listen to book one, return it. Listen to book two, return it. It's in a book three, return it all the way through the series. They have spent literally nothing, and yet Amazon is pulling money back from the author for each of those sales.
1: I had no idea that you could do that to think of all the freaking audiobooks I actually bought and then kept. I Jay. feel like I feel like an idiot. <laughs> I'm gonna punch you.
0: <laughs>
2: you're, a good, you're a good person, Jay. Thank you.
0: <laughs> and and here's the thing amazon audible acx they're all the same they say oh no there's no abuse of this system well thank you to the fair deal for rights holders and narrators group because many of the members have outlined how it has been abused and continues to be abused over and over and over again so absolutely it is being abused and they're allowing it they don't care they turn a blind eye to it
2: i have another question for colleen to bring her back into the conversation, if I if I can, of course. Um, have you guys had conversations with Find Away Voices at all?
3: Um, I believe um, I'm not sure. I think I think uh, maybe maybe uh, Susan has, or maybe Orna Ross of the of uh, uh, Ali has. Um, I haven't personally, um, but we're we're in talks with quite a few um, people in the industry. And uh, we're looking at um, you know what what we can do exactly but what, I guess is there uh, a certain thing that you were wondering about?
2: I well, I just, know. I'm just curious I'm just curious because they're now they're, they're they're pushing incentives to help you know authors ah. out and, and because of audible gate, a lot of it seems like timely that it was happening around Audible gate. I mean I'm not saying that's the reason why, but
1: yeah. it just
2: looks like that And so I'm curious if they reached out to you guys to kind of spearhead you know, you know, help you with your efforts and and that aspect because it seems like it would be in their interest to do so. You um, would think so,
3: yeah. Um, they has,
2: haven't. Has, has Mark Coker reached out to you guys?
3: No, no, he hasn't. No, not that I'm aware of. Um, you know, I, I, there's something interesting that I'd I'd like to just mention about Findaway. Um, you know, they they are, um, I guess the leading source where indie authors go if they want to go wide. They distribute to so many bookstores, which is great. Um, one thing that I wasn't aware of, um. And then Will Dages clarified, asked him um, just on a, you know, on a post on Facebook, but they, they also upload through ACX when they go to Audible. So I I was quite surprised because I was wondering, well, why do they have a seven-year contract? Like a lot of the publishers do as well, like Tantor, Podium. And so this is just something that I'm, I'm starting to explore because, um, you know, I assumed they had some other way of getting to Audible. I didn't realize that most or all of them are using this ACX platform, so so it's interesting because that means that the people that you know, and I'm, I'm sort of going off on a different tangent here. I should stop, but you know, the people that that sold their rights, well, they're getting like thirty percent of a small percentage number to start with, and and so you know, we're, I don't know if they were aware of that when they signed up. Probably I'm not. Curious,
2: I, I, I would be curious how much transparency they get too, because. You know, would McMillan or, you know, um, Harper Collins get the same kind of transparency that we get, even though they use the same system, uh, would or would ACX, you know, appease to them? That's my that's my curiosity with this, because we get no transparency whatsoever. So. I'm curious if HarperCollins. Car- I mean, maybe they don't care because they got so much in, the, you know, invested. And they just put it out there and let ACX do whatever ACX is going to do with it. And maybe they don't ever look at their sales board. But I'd be curious. About
3: yeah, that. I was thinking the same thing, Joe. And you know, it's interesting because um, you know the the publishers never used to ask for audio rights, and now they do. Um, you know, and you wonder do they do they see that sort of as like a bonus add-on that oh, if it makes money, great. If it doesn't, no big deal right as opposed to the author where you've invested you know you, you invested money in writing the book and the editing the publishing the ads everything and and so you've got quite a different perspective but you know you go into it with good faith when you you sign your rights and you include audio because you think oh it's going to get the same kind of promo and visibility that you know print will or ebook and that you know that sort of thing so so it's a question I've got as well
2: Okay, I don't want to go off on this really quickly, but if anybody in the chat just saw what I saw, Katie's screen did it again, uh, where you had this little lightning bolt flash in front of you, Katie. So I'm, I'm curious if it. anybody in the chat saw it.
1: <sighs> I was responding to Rebecca's comment, and I, I wasn't even paying attention. Dang it. It's this enormous <laughs> screen. I have to like look way over here to look at the chat and then look back.
0: I think Joe is <laughs> seeing things.
1: Probably. Joe, have you been drinking hard on the job? Up there? Uh,
2: no, but I haven't slept much. So, yeah, it's probably true.
1: <laughs> oh, All goodness. Right. Where
0: did we leave off? We, we kind of went off uh, on a tangent oh, again. Where oh, we oh yeah, off? yeah, yeah.
1: Here, hang it. Katie, I got to show you guys this. These were some of my um, – I'm making Christmas presents for next year, um, sewing them. And check out some of my bags I made. Ooh, oh, cool. Wow, those are nice. Yeah. They've got little inside pockets and everything.
0: Which one's my Christmas I I, 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 I see an Etsy
1: shop in
2: your feature, there, Mr. Lavelle. Yeah. Oh,
1: oh, my goodness. And check this out. I, I went full dork. Let's see if you guys can can see this. I got little custom sewing tags. Just <laughs> yes. That's awesome, dude. That's awesome. Yeah, I got into this for some reason. <laughs> okay, yes. Now, Katie, if you're done distracting us. Let's get back to business here.
0: Right,
2: right. You were talking so, you you were talking about oh go ahead, you've your place.
0: Speaking of findaway voices because that seems to be the the alternative that that people are going towards. Um they allow for the other channels, which is good because going wide with Audible your reduction in royalty is is like almost nothing when you get to the final numbers. Is it worth it to do the wide with Findaway Voices and avoid going with ACX altogether or avoid um, not even using that channel?
3: Is that for me to answer? Yeah. Or, yeah. Because, you know, I, I'm on find Findaway. I, I have to say I'm I'm quite happy with them. I love getting uh, my books out to all the channels. Um, you know, and I... You know was exclusive on on acx to start with so my books are already there and i've i've thought of pulling them i don't know if i will or i won't i'm, I'm just going to wait and see how everything plays out but um i think that you know it depends on how it depends i guess on how you market things like how much you know effort you put into the other channels right because people always put all the effort into amazon or acx um or audible sorry because they think it's the biggest channel but you know if we put efforts on those other places, they will grow too. And I think the biggest area that would compete with Audible is the libraries. Because if you look at it from the listener's point of view, they want free books. So those people that are, are recycling their, their credits, and you know, they think that we get paid and we don't. But that's, that's Audible presenting it that way. And they are the people that want to just be able to get free books. So those are the people that that are now going to the library. I, I'm in a lot of audio groups and, and you know, I've seen them, they comment, they, you know, they like Hoopla, they like Libby, they're going to those places. So, you know, I just think that's a healthy market to, to have many alternatives for a person to to get their audio books. I, I was gonna
2: say, do they really care? I mean, do they, they really care they if they're getting free stuff?
0: Yeah,
3: they, I mean, they want they want a nice app and and they wanna get their books,
2: right? Speaking of
3: the
0: presentation, because that's one of the, the things that, audible was very sneaky about and that listeners didn't understand what was going on um and they did sometimes think that you know it's not going to hurt the author at all because if you look at the way audible presented their their exchange they weren't calling it returns they were calling it an exchange it wasn't like they were sending it back and they advertised this not only when you finished a book Um, If you were in the middle of reading a book, oh, I see you're not done. Here, you want to try a different book instead? They promoted it as if it were a benefit that didn't harm anybody. And that led to the system being abused in the way it was. And it, it created all that confusion. And on our end, it created that lending library feel where we're not being paid for anything because the books just keep getting recycled over and over again through credits.
2: And the difference is if they return it to the library, that doesn't affect us at all because we've already sold it to the library and they own it and they'll they'll recycle it. The this is basically I mean, I hate to say theft, but it's basically somebody taking the book, putting it back, and, and like like it was like they were in Barnes and Noble and they just listened to the whole thing and just put it back on the show.
0: Yeah, and, 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 and you, you know it's it's theft, not on the part of the, the listener, unless they're doing it obviously because they're gaming the system. It's theft on the part of Amazon for presenting yeah. it in a way that made it confusing, that people didn't yeah. know that they were doing something wrong.
3: And, and let's not forget, we only, I mean, I, I had an idea um, just from, you could hear people talking about how they exchange books. And then, you know, sometimes you see your numbers fluctuate, but, you know, because of that dash um, that you showed where, you know, you can't really see the, the gross, and the deductions, you can only see the net. If you sell a fair number of books, um, you're not actually gonna see the minus numbers. It's only in a slow period that you can see that. So when you add that to the fact that they're, they're calling it exchanges to customer, and then they're actually hiding what is happening to the provider of the goods, because that's what we are, um, You know, the, you know it doesn't look good for Audible.
0: No. No, and, Can I and they got their hands caught in the cookie jar. That's the thing. They've yes. been called out since October and they're still trying to get away with it.
2: I um, contend that they I contend that they they were prepared for this. They're 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 towing the corporate line. They're doing everything the corporate big corporation would do in this situation to they I think they knew they were dumping toxic waste into the water and they were just waiting for somebody to call them out on it and they were prepared when somebody did and they true. They've done a nice song and dance.
3: Yeah. And I mean, this is the business, the business model, right? It's the flex drivers. Um, it's the um, the Amazon sellers, you know, having goods returned and they, they go into a giant landfill um, and then the seller gets docked. And now it's us. Now it's our turn. You know, we're just we're just part of that that model that Amazon has. And the funny thing is, is that as you know, this grows like more and more of us, our consumers, but now there's more people that are actually the producers that are getting hit. So, you know, it's a a real conundrum, like what percentage of we are we of, you know, all of their providers, when you add up all these different areas of businesses where they're doing this to the the little people that are providing the products, We're, we're actually quite a big part of that.
0: Yeah. And that's one of the reasons that you guys are making traction right now is because of the unified voice. Going up against you know the zon. Now exactly a good question here, and and this goes back to the very beginning. it Says how long was this Amazon policy in place? It had always been in place, but it wasn't. It wasn't obvious until a glitch revealed what was going on.
3: Exactly, yeah, and then and then also you know we we did get paid more once upon a time. They've actually cut our royalties down from what they yeah. were, and and I shouldn't call them royalties. I should call them earnings because. Um, we are not dealing with a publisher. We're just dealing with a store that has our stuff. Um, and for that, we get you know, the the magnificent sum of what we think is 40% and 25%, but it actually turns out to be much, much lower because they fiddle around with this number called net sales.
0: Oh, yes. Let's go into that because that was going to be my my next topic to dive into is what- Well, I think actually- Jay had a question
2: yeah. first. Did you, Jay had a question, Katie.
1: I do oh, okay. have a- I kind of okay. do have a question. Uh, Colleen, you'd mentioned uh, a few minutes back that something about uh, wanting this to be a healthy ecosystem and that it's it's not right now. And I think that us as, um, as creators want it to be a healthy ecosystem, but two things. One, does Amazon want or care about it being an ecosystem? And two, if they don't, which I don't think they do, how do we go about convincing them that they need us to be in a healthy ecosystem to benefit them? Because clearly they they just want money. That's all they, they want.
3: You know, I, I don't think we're ever going to convince them. that That is their model of, you know, they're all about going after the margin of everybody. I think we need to look at what other alternatives do we have? And I think we need, we need to focus on that. That's a positive way going forward. And, you know, together... All of us we can find some other ways it's it's not a monumental task that we cannot overcome we can do it um but we've we've got to take steps to first of all get this all out in the open for starters and then secondly you know find a way where um we can move forward like uh you know do we have, you know, if we have more stores, um, you know, that's just better overall. Um, but I, I think we just have to get out of this mindset where they're the big guy, and we just koto to whatever they offer us, whatever crumbs they give us. Um, but you know, there's a, the thing called the tragedy of the commons, right? And that's where everybody kind of does what's good for themselves in the short term. And then in the long run, everybody is destroyed. And And that's, Kind of the road that you go down with amazon and and then there's always going to be a few people there's going to be a few people that need to get groceries that day and they're going to go you know they're going to work in the warehouse they're going to be the flex driver they're going to do whatever because they're it's they have an urgent need for money and, and they have you know they have to go somewhere and so we don't want it to get like that i mean we should have some power and um you know not saying that um you know i i like I'm not I, I don't want to go off on a, a tangent here and, and you know get into everything but I, I just think it, it's just we just want a fair contract um, we don't even want a contract we just want to be able to sell our stuff if you don't want to sell it fine because that's what you're telling us right now is if you're going to give us um, you know pennies on the dollar and then on top of that let people return that so in other words if I, I you know I'm a single mom and I bought groceries um, back in March when the pandemic hit and now suddenly all those, you know, I made a thousand dollars, maybe a month. Suddenly all that money is clawing back today. Well, I've already bought my food. I've already spent it. I'm already behind on my rent. You know, that's just not right. You can tell yeah. I feel very strongly about this.
0: <laughs> it, it, no, absolutely. And, and since we've got a couple of questions happening now in the, the chat regarding contracts and, and the costs, we should probably outline what exactly ACX does. They don't produce... They don't create, they facilitate uploading and hosting of the files. That's all they do. And for that, they take their cut, which is 70 ish percent at the end, I think. Yeah. They yeah. really end up taking the real numbers even though it's not supposed to be. Um, it's supposed to be like a 60, 40 split. And then if you have a separate contract with your narrator to create the audiobook from your written word, then you split 50-50 if you've got a royalty share. But all ACX is doing is facilitating the uploading and hosting of the files for sale. And they are taking the majority cut of the money when they didn't put anything towards production. It's all the author and the narrator creating that audiobook.
1: Yeah. Exactly.
0: Uh, the, oh, sorry, the, go the ahead. Only,
1: the, I think that the only expenditure they're they're really doing um is their qc people going through the going through the file after you submit it you know making sure it it looks or it it matches the what they want it to match but otherwise it's it's us that's doing everything
3: exactly and and, you know there's some people um in our our fair um deal group on facebook and they've been waiting nine months for their file. so you know they they uh have a royalty share with a narrator say, and uh, they've uploaded the files. And so they're both hoping that, you know, they're going to start making money once they find, you know, they finally got that product out there and let's see some, some money coming in for the the cost and the time spent. And it's just sitting there for nine months. And can you imagine like, um, you know, going to another store where you put your goods out there and they wouldn't get it on the shelf for nine months.
2: I would go insane.
3: Exactly. Um. Exactly.
0: And, and well, you've already okay. all the cost in producing it, and and just to put a round number on it, the average cost to produce an audiobook is roughly eighteen hundred to two thousand dollars, and that's just the audio. That's not accounting for the book cover art, the the editing, and all the stuff that went into producing the physical and ebook. This is the audiobook alone is another eighteen grand or eighteen eighteen hundred to two thousand. I can talk. I really can.
1: Well, and you know even even if you even if you're not spending that kind of money, even if you're working on some kind of royalty share agreement with your with your producer, uh, the, and for those of you who haven't done audiobooks before, we call the narrators producers, they really are producing a product. they're doing, they're doing the majority of the work. Um, even if you have some kind of agreement with them where okay, we're splitting royalties and you're getting the first you know, $500 worth of royalties, whatever it is that you've worked out, and you haven't spent actual cash there is still a lot of time and effort that's it, it, being done especially on your producer's part i mean they are working hard a lot of them are renting space in some kind of audio uh, some kind of studio in order to produce your audiobook because they think, Or buying the equipment or buying, or the, buying equipment, the equipment making yeah, their well, own the audio studio this crap is not cheap none of it's yeah. cheap you know and and i i think that people deserve to be paid for their their expertise and the amount of time they spent on a project and yeah I think that time they're... is
2: time is like valuable i mean how many times have you heard an indie author go well i can't write my book because i just don't have time or somebody say i just don't have time to do this so time is so valuable if you're spending all this time doing that that that's something you're taking away time from doing something well, else it, and it's it, valuable
1: Think of us as small business owners. You know, each of us that are writing our own books or, or narrating audiobooks, and we're all small business owners. Our time is very valuable to us, um, and usually we're not pulling in a ton of money. So when someone's stealing their time away from you with these bogus, uh, these bogus deals like what we've been given, I mean, that, that really hurts. I mean, it has a real effect on us and in, in our livelihoods.
0: Now, Colleen, you wrote um, on the Alliance of Independent Authors uh, site a really interesting blog about the payments and how we're not actually getting paid what we think we're getting paid uh, from ACX because they manipulate these numbers with those those three categories. I'm gonna put them back up on the screen again. Um, it's not direct sales. If you notice, you have AL units, ALOP units, ACL units, and they each have their own calculation. So there's not a, a direct number that that we can hold fast, even though they say I've it on i always wondered website, what the hell those
1: meant. <laughs>
0: <laughs> and they choose the price too. They don't let us set the price. They choose the price, so we have no yep. control once it's uploaded. And mm-hmm. and come to find out, the numbers don't add up if you actually try and use their calculations. That they yeah, the think, you.
1: it's your product. But they're not only choosing what price they're going to sell it for, but how much they're going to give you for it as well. And there's nothing you can do about it. It's. They also choose
2: when they discount it. They also choose when they discount it. So they can knock it down anytime they want.
0: I'm imagining Darth Vader going, pray I don't alter the deal further. I mean, that's just kind (laughs) of what (laughs)
1: it's (laughs) like. Oh, Oh, goodness. So, Colleen, you know
0: we got to oh. talk about the payments.
1: Oh, all right. All right. You I want me to we talk already, about math? I thought yes. we were done with that already.
0: <laughs> yes, because I read this and I went, oh my God. And then I went oh, back wait. to my dashboard and I was like, you're right. Holy crap.
2: Well, only Let's not let's not talk about math. Only, uh, only if you're not using core, you can talk about math. If you're going to use the course thing, I'm out. I'm done. I can't do that.
3: Okay. I'll make it real quick. Um, if you want to really understand it, I think you got to go read my blog post. And if you just type in AudibleGate somewhere on social media, you'll find it. Oh, it's good. Perfect. Perfect. Okay. OK. But basically what what they've done is um, they have sort of these selling prices um, that are the retail, that prices that they set depending on the length. Um, and then they have a number called net sales. So what net sales is, is usually you take your you know, whatever your sales number is, and you deduct off your selling costs. And they're usually small, like 5% or whatever. But, you know, the retail price on on uh, Audible is a little bit different because there it's kind of a fake price in a way there. They kind of use it to make your 1495 credit look good, like a good deal to get a more expensive book. But the long and the short of it is, is that they give us a stated royalty rate, for instance, on this this particular case where it's a a 40% where a rights holder would get paid if they were exclusive to Audible. They, they weren't anywhere else but Audible and, and then also Audible distributes to Apple. But, um, you know, that's that's it. It's just essentially in that store. Um, you don't actually get 40 percent. Um, so what I did in this table is I looked at the retail price and the net sales. Um, and then I just I looked at, OK, it's supposed to be 40 percent. So I expect um, like if you go down to the um, let's look at the five hours to 10 hours category for a 1995 book, I expect that I'm going to get 40%. So I expect $7.98. But what I actually get is 4 is $4.15. And that's only 21%. So you know, if you if you go through the table, um, you can see that it's basically instead of a flat 40% everywhere you get a flat 21% everywhere. And you know, next thing we can ask is, well, why? But it doesn't really matter um, in the long run. What really matters is we're not getting what they said we were going to get. And, and I'll just point out that if we get 21%, Audible gets 79% just for the privilege of us sitting on their store and we're doing all the work to promote and drive traffic to those books to sell, yet they get 79% for hosting our files.
0: And and the really scary one is the next one you sent, which is the non-exclusive rate. Yeah, <laughs> but it's,
3: you it's, know what? It, it it's very tragic, isn't it? But what I'm going to say about this one is, it's really horrendous that they get eighty-seven percent. But at least if you're non-exclusive, you got a you know a snowball's chance in hell of selling your book somewhere else. And You know, you can you can make sales on Kobo, make them on Google Play or make them on Scribd or wherever the libraries like you at least can build your audience using price promotions because you can control the price. Whereas Audible, you can't. Like you said, they just they can just discount your book to five bucks, you know, a three book bundle. They can make it five dollars tomorrow and you can't do anything about it. And you won't even know because they won't tell you. So if you knew, maybe you could promote it by, you know, doing some some advertising or social media, but they don't even let you know. You see it like two months later on your your royalty reports.
0: And, and yeah. the royalty report is, is, I swear, I'm not a numbers person. It is Greek when you open it up and it's just columns of different types of categories and numbers. And pre- when I went back to look at it after I saw your blog post, and I, I got a headache from doing this, I went through each line and I was comparing the costs and comparing the percentages with, with what I expected and what I actually got. And I was like, oh, my God, They've like, they, they're literally stealing from right under our noses, probably because they figure we're words people, not numbers people, and we won't notice.
3: Well, you know, I think they give us a bit of credit, because um, if they thought we were just totally oblivious, they wouldn't have made the report so hard to read. And they wouldn't have made all those those funny agreements where, you know, you click here and there, and things are changing before your very eyes, like it just wouldn't be happening. So they, they are doing some slate of hand there, I believe. Um, You know, but yeah, the, the reports are hard to read. I mean, they don't even have, like, all the headers and footers there, which, you know, if you're doing an Excel spreadsheet, like at least make it look to yeah, you know yeah. a basic standard, please.
1: Yeah. Can I can I inter, interject with a with another question? I know you're probably getting sick of that, but uh, one I want I do want to say, Katie, that. uh, that's exactly what looking at a quilting um, pattern look looks like when you open that that <laughs> mess of novelty. it's it's ridiculous for for one you don't want to oh, go down that yeah. road. Well,
2: try to find try to find your bounty. Try to find your bounties. That yeah. that took me forty minutes to do on on that website, and that's all worth. She's sure. trying to find that. Well,
1: I, I wouldn't what I wanted to ask is in. Or, or say rather, is, is kind of because I, I think that there are probably other people a little bit like me out there that are either watching now or are going to listen to the podcast or maybe will watch in the future when they're searching up info on Audible uh, AudibleGate um, that maybe aren't as brilliant as everyone else and sometimes hear a lot of information being given over, you know, 45 minutes or an hour and get a little bit confused. So kind of where I'm at right now at 45 minutes in is, Make things really simple is that Amazon is seriously screwing over people who are are using ACX to publish audiobooks. So going from this point forward, so I'm I'm an author, I, I do want to have audiobooks of my books. What do I do now? Now that I have this information that we're seriously getting screwed, we don't want to use Audible. So what do I do at this point, you know, currently? Anybody? It's a good
3: question. Yeah. Oh, it's not um,
1: good.
3: <laughs> well, you know what I you know what I think? I think that this is gonna be a bit of a long fight, but I think that you don't want to lock yourself into any multi-year agreements with anyone, um, because things are changing very quickly. And and also, um, you know, that gives you that gives you some power, some control over your rights. But um, you know, you just think back like when did indie publishing start? I mean, it wasn't even that long ago. It feels like it was last I don't know like a hundred years ago, and, and that's what's happening with audiobooks right now and you know we've got the dominant provider who pays us what we thought was forty percent and twenty five percent and isn't um, and then all the competition doesn't really pay much better either I mean they pay forty five percent fifty percent some of them so you know i don't I don't have a good answer, um, but I do think that we've just got to keep our options open and we have to um, be organized about it and um We have to, um, as hard as it is, we have to really look and understand our business. You know, some of it is math. Some of it is just you look at it and you go, oh, that's terrible. I just don't want to look at it. I just want to write or produce or whatever, because it's too hard to think that this thing that I love doing is paying less this year than it did last year. But we just got to be really aware of of what's going on. And I think that, you know, if we're all like that, we're going to get somewhere.
1: Okay.
0: Yeah, there's Canada. no easy answer right now because for that that long, long portion of time, Amazon has been the biggest game in town. They have been the only game in town to allow indies the ability to do this. Um, and got a find a way to...
2: voices is I'm oh, sorry, find a way voices is a uh, infant. I mean they they they've just started, so
1: mm-hmm.
2: they're they're oh, still yeah. figuring it out too. Well,
1: so re- re- Rebecca's
0: saying here to to host it yourself and on your website, and there's a there's a small problem with that. Um, if everybody was hosting on their personal websites and selling them, that would become more mainstream. But we have a few people doing this. And when you do that, people don't necessarily like to buy from sources they don't know. And it's hard Hmm. to get people to gears. And right now, Amazon is the first thing people think of when it comes to buying something online.
1: Well, even, even... even, even, you know, Rebecca's company, uh, three Furies, uh, press, um, you know, m- my books are hosted on there. And when I share links to my books, I, I usually will share it to their website because I want to encourage people to use it. However, nine times out of 10, if somebody asks me for it, they, they want the Amazon link. That's what mm. they're comfortable with. That's what they've mm-hmm. always used. So it's, it's, it's tough. To break people out of the norm. <laughs> don't get
2: me, don't get me started. Don't get me started on this ranch.
3: <laughs> can, I, can I make a little comment about that? Yeah. Um, the reason that that people always go to Amazon and Audible is because um, there's no other um, there's no other store that makes or offers um, exclusivity. You know, from the terms of their suppliers, that makes their suppliers be exclusive. So often it's just a simple act of well, if if I want to look somebody up. I'm going to look on the place where I know 100% of the books are. And that, that's one thing that I think is something that we don't often realize when we look at this exclusivity. We look at it from our point of view. But, but actually, it means that the customers are being trained to only go to this one place um, because you know, you know know maybe 70% of the books are wide and 30% are exclusive. It doesn't really matter. But if you're just looking somebody up, you're just going to want to be at the store that has everything. I mean, Jeff Bezos, he used to call the store the everything store, right? And so yeah. it's like it's the everything store and the other stores are less than everything. So, you know, that that's a pretty good strategy if you're the store. If you're everybody else, it's not so great at all.
0: And yeah. and it takes retraining. You, the, you hit the nail right on the head. It's, it's people are trained to think this. It's the first thing they think of. So we mm-hmm. have to push towards other options and make those become something that's right in the forefront that when they think of audiobooks they don't necessarily think of audible they think of other sources of places where they can get them and that becomes the norm but that takes time it's not something that happens quickly
1: you know you know it's kind of funny is that mike um Mike has a really great point here. Um, you know, I usually direct people to Amazon because I want my sales rankings to climb, which is extremely important on Amazon. I mailed out six autographed copies of my book yesterday. People like signed stuff and they, they do like signs. I, I do, especially. But what's funny is that if I'm looking for something signed, I, I do the opposite. I will not go to Amazon. I will go yeah. and track down that that author. You know, I just bought a few signed, signed books a, a week ago and I'll go right to their site and I'll look for their autograph section and, and buy it right from them. But a lot of times with other products, it's like, okay, well, I need a new iron. I, it's, it takes me two seconds to find it on Amazon. Go ahead, Joe. Can
2: I just say that that number is the most arbitrary number in the history of numbers? It doesn't mean anything it absolutely <laughs> means nothing it doesn't even affect the algorithm all that oh. much you know it's it's well, it's, it's the it's the worst it is the worst it's just it's just bragging rights is all it is it's really i mean the only time it affects that is when it gets onto the number 1 and gets you into the into the number 1 ranking kind of bestseller thing but that after that it means it means nothing
1: it absolutely means nothing. I don't look at it because I don't like staring into the void. It's been staring back at me for too long. So I I stay away from it.
0: So Anita makes a comment here about book funnel, um, being able to distribute audiobooks, and that that's a good option. Um, There are other options available and and they're still kind of in their infancy which is why a lot of authors don't even know about them yet. But our favorite person, right Katie? What's that?
2: Our favorite person at uh, Mr. Evan Gao. Can you hear yeah. me? Hello?
0: Yeah. Yep. Oh, He's also frozen. story origin. Um there. Huh? What? Sorry, I can't tell if you're hearing me or not. You guys keep talking oh, over. You're, me. you're
1: you were you were breaking up there, sorry.
0: Okay. Oh. All right. So what <laughs> I was saying is we as authors need to start pushing more of these platforms, not only on consumers, but we need to let other authors know. We need to share the knowledge in order to get the, get the ball rolling, get them moving towards these other areas. I had a client this week ask me about audiobooks, and I, I told her the entire story about AudibleGate and what's going on. And what my suggestion was is if she's dead set on going to audio right now, find way voices and avoid the ACX chain right now. And that means not putting yourself in the acx distribution at this point because until that's solved you're only hurting yourself
1: well and and i i agree katie and but and and here's here's a, another tough thing right now which i think will be solved in the in the future as these other platforms step forward and, and try to make life a little bit better for us but um to use acx a lot of times you do have that option to do a royalty share However, if you're producing an audiobook on your own and you want to host want it on host your that. website or you want to distribute it through BookFunnel or something else, you're going to be footing all that cost in, in doing that yourself and then going to distribute it. So hopefully that there are some good options in the in the you know, less expensive options in the in the future for, you know, sites that maybe will help you assemble an audiobook and and do it professionally uh, and get it out there that aren't ACX. Cause that's another potentially uh, a potential stumbling block that that does require some expertise that not a lot of people have at this point. Because you're also in
0: demand thing, the more that we see what is needed to continue making things happen, those will be able to pop up. I know there are other options for creating a deal with, um, with narrators, with producers in order to produce the book. We just have to find them and share them.
2: Yeah,
1: yeah. It's weirdly quiet right now. This is bizarre. It's <laughs> not normal. Well, I, I didn't want.
2: I didn't want to. I, I. I stepped on Katie, and I didn't want to step on her anymore. So I was just being. I'm making sure that because I know she, her, okay, I, her, her internet was a, a little wonky for a second, so I just wanted to make sure she. Are you sure okay, she,
1: Katie? I'm fine. Oh, okay. All right.
0: I'm i I'm really passionate about this issue because I'm. I'm sick of seeing it. You know, this has been since the beginning of publishing, Amazon has found ways to hurt authors and to squeeze us and to force us into certain things. And it's just it's one thing after another and after another. And, you know, I'm, I'm only going on 10 years or 11 years now in, in indie publishing. And I've seen so much. It's, it's like it continues to get worse rather than better. So I'm, I want to see some good things happen for us indies. We work too damn hard.
2: Mm-hmm. And, I, and and i want to i want to because it was kind of muddled in in all the confusion there I wanted to reiterate that what Evan is doing at story origin is very important and he's really making strides with the audiobooks and he's really starting to um listen he he knows about audible gate and all that and so he's really he's really geared his his platform to kind of help authors have other avenues to to explore and so and it's free. It's absolutely one hundred percent free right now. I mean, so there's no reason why you shouldn't be doing that if you can.
1: Well, Colleen, as as we're kind of getting to the close of this hour, what can the rest of us do as as authors to help you and what you're doing to try to to try to help us? It's like a jerry uh jerry mcguire type statement there. help
0: help me help us all
1: (laughs) but but what what can we do
3: (laughs) well i think i think the first thing is just to be aware as as authors and um you know get involved um i think that it's easy to say well i've you know i've got to do my writing maybe tomorrow but you know some of us Uh, Like Susan and I, um, Susan May and I, we put our lives on hold, basically. We're doing this more than full time. We're working like 12 hours a day and nobody asked us to do it. So I'm not, you know, asking anybody to appreciate that really. But I just think that if more people got involved, we could really do something. We've already done quite a bit collectively and we can do so much more. This is our chance. Let's not let's not let it wither away. Um, Join the Fair Deal group on Facebook. And join, you know, follow us on Twitter and Facebook. Um, you know, keep keep up with these great podcasts. Or sorry, it's not, I know, I don't know the name for the video, video cast. It's a pod. Oh, it is. Okay. okay. Yeah. yeah. And I think, I think just like, you know, um, before you sign your rights to somebody or before you um, decide to, you know, put your book on ACX or anywhere for that matter, really read the contract. I know it's painful. Um, If you don't understand the math of the contract, just ask somebody to give you the, you know, the short answer on it, you know, but just be informed because too many of us are going into things, um, you know, sometimes it's kind of like it feels good if, you know, somebody wants to sign you to a contract and you think you don't have enough time, but, um, you know, the the thing is, you're comparing the wrong amount of money to whatever that time is, because you're not looking at the real numbers. And right here, I've shown what those real royalties are not. And that is just one small thing. There's all kinds of places where we think the number is one thing and it's different. So, um, you know, I think that, it, you know, the, and the Facebook name, the name is a uh, fair deal for rights holders and narrators. Um, you know, go check it out.
1: Thank you so much. I, uh, you. I
2: gave I gave um I gave a lawyer friend of mine a contract from Amazon once, and he wouldn't touch it with a ten foot pole. He said, "I'm not I'm not even looking at that. I I would use too many sticky notes."
1: Yeah. <laughs> well, yeah, it's it's not it's just not right to expect us to make an informed decision uh, when when it, they're making it impossible to understand what they're what they're doing, and 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 that's mm-hmm. not okay. So. Yeah. Well, Katie, what do you think?
0: I don't know have we have we said all we can say on the subject or all that we can well, say for now didn't. because again we won't get an update until probably March now when they release that uh, the the accounting numbers or the new dashboard that um, we'll see what that looks like. I know some people yeah. on the fair group have posted screenshots of their dashboard being altered a little, so that might yes. be some, some of the implementation. But it looked. Horrible! From what I saw, it looked even worse.
3: Imagine, imagine a company the size of Amazon programming on the fly on your live site. What the heck? That's insane.
0: <laughs> oh, yeah. I, I they do they, it.
2: They, they do it because it for- creates confusion. They're doing it. The, they're doing the corporate playbook.
0: they're yeah.
2: doing the corporate playbook because it creates confusion. They're doing it because it creates confusion, and that's what they want. They want you to be confused.
1: And I just <sighs> want to point out that I have been very good and serious for this whole <laughs> show. I am really proud of myself. And Regine says, great show, folks. Thank you so much, Colleen. So thank you for watching, Regine. Yes, well, this you, this, is, this is Yeah, and I think that I have learned a lot because I only knew the, you know, kind of the basic overview stuff. And the more you know, the darker and more horrible it is. But I think it's important for us to know this stuff. So thank you so much for, for sharing your knowledge with us, Colleen.
3: Well, thank you so much for having me. It's really been fun. Yeah.
1: Well, yes. Katie, you want to roll us out today after? You
0: guys back again, um, you and Susan, both um, after we get some, some more updates, some more information um, to come back and give us kind of a, you know, an overview of what's happening, what's going on, what we can do. You guys are ramping up the uh, professional uh, Facebook page that is audible gate. So just look for audible gate on Facebook. Um, and we do have those updates coming in, in March. So fingers, fingers, Cross that it's not the hot mess that it seems to be right now.
3: Yeah, and stay tuned. There's some posts coming out this week that you're going to find more mathy but still fascinating. Will those be on the uh, Alliance of
0: Independent Authors?
3: Yes, yes, they will. Okay. Yeah.
0: All right. We will definitely be following along. Um, anybody have any last thoughts before we uh, head out and say goodbye to our other do you, sponsors? Do you not? Comments. Oh yeah, I was
2: gonna say. I was gonna say. Do you not have another sponsor that you want to
1: mention before we leave? Sponsors, The
0: boss comes on the show and he just like right? cracks the whole time. Bossing
1: us around. <laughs>
0: <What's> that, <man? laughs> there you go. There we go. And we know she's watching too. So Rebecca Jonesy, excuse me, Mistress Rebecca Dirty Jonesy. We know that you will be entertained. She readings every Thursday on her on her Facebook group. And she is an amazing reader. You have to hear her. She doesn't stumble over her words at all. Man, I want to be her when I grow up. But she <laughs> has some really awesome books. And she has always been a fan of our show. And she is one of the family. So we love you, Rebecca. And everyone needs to definitely go check her books out.
1: Yes. And Rebecca actually sponsors uh, my other podcast, which is not video. So I guess it's just a podcast podcast. And and uh, she's she's just a wonderful sponsor to have. She's so passionate about uh, but all of these things. So thank you, Rebecca.
0: (laughs) Correction. Wednesdays, not Thursday.
1: Wednesdays. Wednesdays Wednesdays for the live live reading. Yes. And, And she is good. Well, all right, guys. I th- I think that that's about it. I apologize for not being off the wall tonight, but this kind of a lot of info that we had to give you here, so we had to had to do it right.
2: Don't so, worry. I'm sure there's some goofy author that's going to come on next week, and Jay, you can just go to town.
1: Yes. Well, our our last guest, that uh, Jason Stewart, uh, he was he was uh, on my other podcast, and it, it went really well. And actually, it wasn't uh, it wasn't madness like I thought it might be. <laughs> So he was very well behaved. Last time we, we talked to him, he was roasting all of us where we sit. sat. So yes,
0: yes. You you have the Martha Stewart collection studio, and I had the uh, the child's I think it was bedroom. Green studio. Acres. <laughs> and poor Brian. Uh, all right, guys. Poor Brian.
1: <laughs> well, thank you so much for tu- tuning in. Make sure you like, subscribe, share it around, tell your friends, and uh, yeah, we'll see you next Saturday. <laughs> Bye.